prior to Abraham Lincoln, the government in this country said it was legal to hold Africans in slavery in perpetuity. Perpetuity is one of the University of Chicago words. That means forever. From now on, when Lincoln got in office, the government changed prior to the passing of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution, the government defined Africans as slaves as property, property, people with no rights to be respected by any whites anywhere. The Supreme Court of the government, same court, granddaddy court of the one that stole the 2000 election, Supreme Court said in its dread Scott decision in the 1850s, no African anywhere in this country has any rights that any white person has to respect at any place, anytime. That was the government's official position, backed up by the Supreme Court, that's the judiciary, backed up by the executive branch, that's the president, backed up by the legislative branch, and enforced by the military of the government. But I stopped by to tell you tonight that governments change. Prior to Harry Truman's government, the military in this country was segregated. But governments changed prior to the civil rights and equal accommodations laws of the government in this country. There was back segregation by the country, legal discrimination by the government, prohibited blacks from voting by the government. You had to eat in separate places by the government. You had to sit in different places from white folks because the government said so. And you had to be buried in a separate cemetery. It was apartheid American style from the cradle to the grave. All because the government backed it up, but guess what? Governments changed under Bill Clinton. We got a messed up welfare to work bill, but under Clinton, blacks had an intelligent friend in the Oval Office. Oh, but governments changed. affirmative action, against education, I guess he is, <laughs> against health care, against benefits for his own military, and gives tax breaks to the wealthiest contributors to his campaign. Governments change sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. But I'm fitting to help you again. Turn back to me. He's fitting to help us again. Where governments change, write this down, Malachi 3.6. Malachi 3.6, thus saith the Lord, repeat it after me, for I am the Lord, and I change not. That's the King James Version, the New Revised says, for I, the Lord, do not change. In other words, where governments change, God does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's what his name, I am, means, you know, he does not change. There is no shadow. <laughs> uh, that is part one of Black Lives Matter, um, Mark Lomax's Black Lives Matter, part one, America with three Ks, and it is 13 minutes long. You only heard three minutes, so it is really provocative, and Mark, as you know, 
um, plays the uh, the drums. Well, we have all these people listening um, this morning, and I don't know whose number is whom. <laughs> ah, so, um, yeah, so we're going to try to figure it out. But we have three wonderful men joining us this morning to talk about art and politics and uh, the use of art in their lives to um, uh, to address social inequities. And, uh, and there's a whole lot we're going to be talking about today. This is part two of a really wonderful conversation with Damu Sudi Ali, um, uh, Brother Muhammad Hanid, and Charles Curtis Blackwell. And I'm going to um, figure out who's in the studio. Uh, let's see, Damu is right here. Good morning, Damu. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Wanda? And how's everybody? Uh, how's Char- how are you doing, Charles? And uh, MB they're not, they're not so- in the studio. They can't hear you. They can't respond yet um, because oh. Um, oh because people have joined me and and so I don't know whose number is whom. So I've got to uh, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So well, Charles- good, good morning, Wanda. Always good to hear your voice and talk with you and be involved with you. You know, and speaking about these this very important uh, subjects. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good morning, Charles. How are you? Oh, hey, okay. Hello. Hi, everybody. Yeah, Charles here. <laughs> hey, and then Brother Muhammad Hanif. Good morning, Brother Hanif. How are you? Yes. Thank you so much. I want to, um, I want to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I was thinking about um, Abby Lincoln and, and the Max Roach and the Freedom Now Suite and... Uh, and I know all of you all know that, so I thought maybe we might we might start with freedom, <laughs> and 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 you know work our ways around um, sort of what you might want to talk about. Charles, how you doing? Hey, okay. Uh, trying to trying to get with the program here with the stupid technology. Oh, you sound fabulous! You sound fabulous. So maybe maybe we could just have you all maybe give give an opening uh, statement. Um, tomorrow is the fourth of the lie. And, you know, our brother, um, uh, hero, Frederick Douglass, gave this really phenomenal historic speech that people are still reading and reciting, particularly on its anniversary, which is this weekend. <laughs> um, and uh, and then, you know, we have, a, we have a coronavirus making its way still through this country and through our cities and through our neighborhoods. And uh, and then all of the other things that happen when um, the economic stability of a nation is is uh, at risk, and people who they call essential workers are holding up the nation, yet they make the least amount of money. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, and then we've got the state violence, right? That's been continuing, continuing, continuing since our people landed here and built this this nation and all of Western culture and Western. Where the Western world, I should say, is sort of predicated on black labor. So that's my little statement. And everyone who didn't know that this is Wanda's Picks, a black arts and cultural program of the African Sisters Media Network. And this is what we do on Wednesdays and Fridays. We talk about stuff that's important, not just to black people, but, you know, that's our focus, people of African descent, revolutionary artists, giving their points of view. So, um uh, who wants to start? Um, Brother Hanif, you want to start? Okay, thank you. Um, 
number one, um, when you, when you, this is this is about freedom. The freedom about black people. So that's that's I want to say that. And number two, um, I knew Larry Lincoln in L.A. Um, I, I was go, I was attending to UCLA and Larry Lincoln. Um, she came backstage and told me after the, the event was over with that that was my birthday bash. Coming from Appalachian, I was really gratitude that she was able to say that that was my birthday bash on the performance that we did. So uh, I I want to I, I want to say that. She, she was, she was a about freedom, and that's that's what she was about, and 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 that inspired me about being an inspiration um, about freedom as well. So um, I don't want to take too much time. That's my open opening statement right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do you want to maybe say something about the music? Um, yeah, and what birthday bash yeah. this was for you? Like, you know, so the, what year was this? Um, okay. And what age did you turn? Uh, and, yeah, um, just, you know, yeah. tell us about the music that you were playing or the things that she was saying or singing. Um, yeah, to give, a little, give us a little bit yeah. more of, of the art that happened in this moment for you. Yes, exactly. Um, that was um, uh, that was in 1970 when when the event took place in UCLA. And I be, before that, um, my 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 grandfather he got me a alto saxophone when I was. Um, in the in seventh grade, <laughs> and and I knew that when he got me the alto saxophone, that's what I wanted to do. And um, periodically, uh, uh, I was in and out of the, uh, playing music at the alto saxophone, and 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 then uh, and then. I went into in L.A. The world stage. That's where I cut my teeth. The world stage and Fifth Street Dicks. You can look it up. The world stage is still going on, and that was that was where I cut my teeth. And then, um, Billy Higgins, Hellman. Um, many musicians like um, um, Nate Morgan, um, uh, 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 Richard Davis, perfect. That's not confused. Be confused to bass player. Richard Davis is a trumpet player, and I was in his band for a year, 
at the World Stage in History Dicks. Uh, this is only this is talking about uh, with you, you know <laughs> my my situation. I was in and out of music because I had a family. I had three kids, and I and I had and I had a family, and and I, in thirteen years, I was I was in video production, and video production that that was that that was when I I didn't play music for thirteen years up until nineteen. 1993. And then I got back into music, and and then I was I was playing music ever since 1993 to this day. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um. Someone someone has some a phone and some other stuff going on in the background. I don't know who that is, but if you could put your phone on mute when you're not talking, that would be great. Um, okay. Because yeah. Um. Or Turn off the phone, that's yeah. if that was you, um, Brother Hanif. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, um, Charles, why don't you yeah. give us your opening remarks and make sure you have a poem no, in there, too. Um, I'm, I'm very supportive of, of sure. what's going on, and I'm amazed, I'm amazed at what's going on with the uh, Black Lives Matter. And, and I say that because, you know, during the 80s, I lived in D.C., and you know, people would tell me about rap, and I remember NWA came out, and we had a group called the Blue Blue Project, and Kenny Carroll was just thrilled about NWA, and I said, man, this is a bunch of junk, man. This this is disgusting, man. It was a whole lot of, you know, cuss words, and the N-word was all over it. And later on, you know, uh, Kenny Carroll said, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, man. This is bad stuff, but that was later on, you know. And so with the Black Lives Matter, you know, I was, I was kind of like, you know, then – I realized, man, these, you know, these, these these people, they were listening to, you know, the the whole thing in terms of, uh, you know, the demands for black studies, which which I was a part of, and and demand and black studies were being presented. We realized these, these people were listening. They were reading. They wasn't they they wasn't getting their minds, you know, saturated with rap and all this cuss word and degrading stuff. And so, uh, you know, the sister that. That the Confederate flag in uh, 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 Charleston. Uh, she was on. She was being interviewed, and man, I, I, I was just taken. I, I mean, it was incredible. And the other day ago, I I read with the Sacramento uh, uh, Poetry Center. They did a fundraiser for Black Lives Matter, and the lady there in Sacramento, I can't remember her name. And the same thing, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm impressed because you know they listen. They socio politically aware. Now, I know stuff about, you know, I'm a bad source, so I'm, I'm going to kill you and all that, you know. Because when I was in D.C. and the rap came out, you know, you didn't have time to sit around and distinguish good rap from bad rap because there was a ride by shootings. And I remember this 11-year-old was torched, and they said they heard, the, they heard the loud rap, you know, being blasted from the automobile coming down shooting. Next thing you know, the little young 11-year-old was dead. And so, you know, you didn't have time. Well, this is good rap, this is bad rap. You didn't have time to do that. Just hit the ground. And so... I realized just kind of like, you know, this is a new day. You know, this group of Black Lives Matter, they saying something. But the sad thing about it, there's always the opposite side, and it's amazing how they get the attention. You might 
it was one lady came out against uh, George Floyd. Uh, he was uh, oh he was a, a, a criminal, and on and on she goes, right? And yet and still, they show up in church, and I guess they don't know the story about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was a bad guy. He was dragging uh, Christians in and having them put to death. And then, you know, he he bumped into Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, and the whole his whole life was changed. And so uh, George Floyd's uh, life, you know, his life changed too. And here he was at the church and working with young people, you know, turned, trying to reach them. Okay, but nobody can think about that. All they can think about, oh, he was a bad guy. You know, okay, so the flip side, I put these I put these people in the same group. Remember, was signing a book. His his first book came out, and a woman in New York City, the woman came up and stabbed him, and he almost died. And then there was an incident that's pointed out in the movie. I didn't know about it. It was in the movie. Oh, Reverend Martin Luther King. He, oh yeah, hey, he turned around being friendly, and the guy punched him in the face. Okay. Okay, and then you got people like, I guess you could call it a Clarence Thomas mindset. And I don't know if you heard about the sheriff, and uh, uh, he's uh, uh, basically threatening, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Black Lives Matter to come to Jacksonville and protest. And, you know, anybody know anything about Jacksonville, it's still just as racist as it was in the 60s and, and even in the 90s when they had a major riot, a racial riot in in the 90s. You know, and here they got a black, this man is a black man, you know, talking about he's going to deputize whoever's got a, a, a rifle or a, a weapon them so they could, they could just be there to confront uh, Black Lives Matter. I, I just thought it was outright stupid, you know, and he's got a, you know, what do you call it, a, the uh, internalized hatred for black people, you know, and, and he's the sheriff. He's the main person. And I hope I hope show up and, and pass out flyers saying, you know, uh, send him Instead of you know, instead of him being over the jailhouse, send him to the outhouse, like Malcolm said. You know, send him to the outhouse because anybody with a mindset. I heard his whole speech last night on the radio, and it's just disgusting. But they they get this kind of stuff to derail the movement to to halt them because I was like I said, I really uh, I really I was impressed. And this friend of mine, she's Native American, and she said that she really, I think she really put it in. I wish she just put the whole thing in. Uh, just, just right there, the truth of the whole thing. If it ain't no destruction, ain't gonna be no changes in policy. And and that, I mean, this is Native American speaking, you know. And I, I can't remember anything in the '60s that changes took place so rapid. It's, it's been one month. Look at the amount of changes that's taken place. They gonna cut the budgets on some of these. They, they made it a lot. Do a choco. Uh, uh, they're talking about uh, redoing and re- redoing the entire police department. And uh, you know, I mean, this, this has been one month. So I hope they. I, I, I just I, I support the Black Lives Matter all the way. Uh, Wanda, I got this piece. Well, you want me to read it right now, or whatever? I can wait. But I I wrote a piece called "In the Matter," kind of like a, a title that they use for court. In the matter of Black Lives. So uh, you let me know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I know we talked, uh, Charles, those are really, thanks for those wonderful comments. We talked about, you know, your technology, and I just want to let you know that um, it's uh, it's going in and out a little bit, so I just wanted to make you aware of that. Oh. But, um, yeah, but I don't know, I think I think why, I think why you're on a roll, why don't you do In the Matter, and then and then we'll go to um, uh, to, um, to Baba um, Damu Sudi Ali. So go ahead and do In the Matter. Okay. In the matter of black lives, 
The blood has been spilled, innocent blood, blacks, blues, body blood. So long, long ago, ancestors' blood rises to give off a stench, crying just, just, justice, and how just is the mud. Hands, hands which shed this blood, they tremble and shake. They wear a mask to cover, to cover the shame, to expose the guilt of who they are and what they have become. The stench of this blood continues to rise. Every time one of the children is murdered, See this blood mixing, mixing with mud, flowing, flowing upstream, swirling downstream, then exploding. That's it in the point. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. Is that a new one? Oh, yeah, I wrote that in regards to, uh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> So you've written it within the, this, this past month, as you were mentioning all the things happening? Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh, oh. yeah. Uh, oh, wonderful. Yeah, like, you know, you know, this cop in, uh, in, in Florida would make me, he makes me think that it, it, it's almost like he was a spokesman for the Klan. Or maybe he would be, uh, you know, support, you know, somebody, you know, murdering someone with a chokehold or a knee, knee to the neck or uh you know, there was there was the other cop in um, Sacramento. You know, it was a white cop, the helicopter flying overhead, and then the, the young man is in the backyard with a telephone, and they they fired, and one one of them was a, a black cop. You know, so you get this kind of deranged uh, uh, mindset that uh, you know it's almost like a, a what do you call a bigger Thomas. Uh, you know, if I can't beat you to death, I can shoot you, and so. I think we all know that sometimes, you know, you get a, a black policeman, they got to prove to you that they that they can be just as brutal as a white police, you know, so they let let you know like, see I'm I'm qualified for be a, to be in this position. I'm 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 a matter of fact I'm more brutal. Matter of fact, Bobby Seale told a story that uh uh when Fred Hampton they fired all the shots of it. Bobby Seale said that it was a thousand bullets that fired, and 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 when they murdered Fred Hampton and um, uh, Mark Clark, and then the, the, they took this black cop in there and he fired the last shot uh, with a forty-five, and then he came out and using the N-word, uh, yeah, he's dead. So hmm. with you, it's this kind of mindset that, that 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 some black people have in them, and they 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 can't embrace it, and 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 I think part of it is that. They've never met a white racist face to face, and I think I, I learned my lesson a long time ago. I was in a busing program, and so I learned my lesson. It's like, you know, I, I, I was a poor student, but I got an A. I learned about how white racism works in this country. <laughs> so you might say, you know, I got my own A. I gave myself an A because I learned how this is how white racism works from A to Z, and it's in everything. And that's one thing I like about Black Lives Matter. They that they confront from all sides, everything, the medical industrial complex, the uh, the churches, the uh, the uh, the businesses, the education, the, the judicial, the police system, you know, because it's in everything, the business sector. 
everywhere you go. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We could we could totally talk about the medical um, injustice complex, Charles, because um, yeah, and maybe other people, maybe the, the others of you, um, Damu and um, and Brother Hanif. Um, Damu, thank you, Charles. Um, go ahead and give your opening statements, and if you have a poem, you can share yours too. Okay. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning. All praises to Allah, and uh, Godspeed to everybody. My uh, statement, uh, opening statement. Uh, you know, if I, I, I'm very uh, involved and emotional about this statement because uh, uh, freedom is uh, one of the main things on my mind all the time. As a matter of fact. I wrote a song uh, uh, I don't know if uh, uh, Baba um, Hanif remembers it But I wrote a song In 6-8 time uh, That um, It's kind of like a jazz rap song uh, And it it has a um, uh, Repeating uh, Bass figure And uh, the name of the song Is uh, Freedom on my mind Uh, And uh, well, uh, part of the rap is, I don't remember all of it, but a part of the rap goes, I got freedom on my mind. I think about freedom all the time. Uh, and uh, that's uh, why I'm uh, opening with that statement, because I do have freedom on my mind. I think about freedom yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. our people uh, have got to be free. Our people mm-hmm. are going to be free. Our people are going to be free, and uh, that statement is being made uh, so strongly right now. That's why the powers that be is in such a tizzy, you know, because it's like the uh, when uh, 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 an entity is when a life form is threatened with death. They say it goes through a kind of frenzied kind of thing where it's uh, kind of a paroxysm of uh, fright or something because they know their time has come. Now, uh, that's the faith I have. That's the faith I have in our struggle. That's the faith I have in uh, in this movement, the Black Power mo- Movement, and uh, a lot of other different movements that are happening at this time. You know, there's a group uh, in the South called um, the Huey Newton uh, Gun Club, you know, um, and they're they're doing some wonderful things. They're, they're uh, letting black people know uh, that they need to have some guns, and 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 how to how to have them uh, legitimately, and uh, and and legally, how to work them, and how to use them when you need, if you need them to uh, defend your family. So I like the I like what they're doing, uh, and there's some other uh, uh, controversial uh, organizations that people should be aware of, uh, and and check them out before they really. Uh, um, you know, go. You know, think of the, think of even joining these organizations. But there's a group called NFAC, and I don't know uh, about uh, the use of uh, vulgar language on the program, Wonder. So I won't uh, interpret what that uh, 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 acronym stands for. But uh, it's a group of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, very uh, militant and um, determined. It seems brothers uh, who um, 
and 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 that acronym stands for not messing around. You you can uh, you know messing around is a uh, if a use is a euphemism for the F word. Not messing around uh, uh, a coalition uh, NFAC. Uh, so and and these people are advocating self defense. I think black people need to be thinking seriously about self-defense right now. I know how people are uh, kind of even afraid to discuss that. We have to discuss it sometimes, and uh, with us being sequestered and, and divided from each other, we're just going to have to discuss it uh, uh, by way of the technology. And we know that when we discuss it, they're going to be listening, but they're listening anyway. They're spying on us anyway. Mm-hmm. Somebody said mm-hmm. uh, that the Black Panther Party was invaded uh, uh, and infiltrated by the FBI by the time it had 10 members. And this was someone mm-hmm. who had relationships with the Black Panther Party. You know, uh, I myself mm-hmm. uh, had relationships with the Black Panther Party. I knew a, a, a lot of the members of the Black Panther Party and was about to join the Black Panther Party myself one day, went down to join the party in Oakland, and a brother I knew at, at that uh, address, uh, uh, well, at, in that, in the Oakland party, told me, Dumbo, it's not a good time to join the Black Panther Party, man, because we're totally infiltrated by the black by the police, and I don't even know who to trust. So that's why, to this day, I'm not a member of the Black Panther Party. But... Um, uh, wasn't a member of the Black Panther Party, but I supported them. Uh, I did mm-hmm. rallies uh, and fundraisers with them with a sister named Renee Moore. People might know her, uh, but she's the sister who walks outside uh, uh, when the um, Los Angeles uh, chapter of the Black Panther Party was surrounded by police, and they were firing a barrage of bullets at that place in the intention of killing everybody in it. Exactly. Uh, Pete mm-hmm. was the uh, name we affectionately called her. her. Her birth name was Renee Moore, but she converted to Islam later on and uh, became known as Samaya. Samaya Hakim is her is her um, Muslim name. May she rest in peace. I really love uh, 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 Peaches, uh, Samaya. She gave me my first copy of the Quran. And... Uh, Unfortunately, this sister died uh, because of uh, being uh, harassed and um, and uh, mm. uh, just persecuted uh, by the by uh, this system. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, but but she did. She she walked out of that uh, building, uh, and she mm-hmm. told me, "Oh, I was very afraid, Brother Damu. I was very afraid when I walked out of that building because they had just killed little Bobby Hutton." Before this incident, so mm-hmm. uh, but she walked outside of the building to save her comrades because they had told her, "I'm not going out there, you know. I'm gonna take my chances inside, you know." So she knew that something had to be done. So she walked out with her hands up and and thank God she wasn't killed. Um, but um, that's my own very personal uh, uh, statement about this uh, whole situation that we're feeling, that we're going through right now. 
uh, we have to realize that we're being attacked, period. No, no use uh, 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 well lying said. to ourselves well about said. it or, or being uh, evasive about it. I know it's fearful. It's fearful what's, what's going on. But it's best to face the booger man rather than close your eyes and, and, and say maybe he'll go away. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, draw back a little bit more now, and I, I'll just talk about how uh, our, our freedom is is tied up with our art and with our culture, with our families. Um, our music has always been testimony about our struggle. Always. All, all of the music, all of the music, and that's probably why all of our music have similar uh, techniques, similar um, aesthetics, and uh, similar ethos and pathos, uh, for that matter, uh, because our music, uh, the spiritual. Uh, the spiritual is, is perhaps the basic uh, uh, for for a lot of our music. Jazz, I think, came out of the spirituals because spirituals, uh, um, spiritual music came before jazz. It was it was uh, the music that was used uh, by the black people who uh, participated in something called the quote unquote uh, uh, invisible church, quote unquote invisible church. Invisible church because they had to, in the words of the old spiritual, they had to steal away, steal away from the white man and his violence into the woods, into the uh, uh, surroundings, and have church and, 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 and commune with their God. And, and they didn't need, they didn't need, uh, to be told told that uh, there was a God, you know, you know, we, we have to be very uh, um, uh, careful about how we accept the narrative of these white people who brought our people over here as slaves. You know, white people didn't teach us about religion. Black people knew about God before they came here. You know, uh, uh, some of the uh, writings in Kemet. Uh, in Egypt, the ancient Egyptian writings are very profound. Some of the writings uh, uh, from the so-called Egyptian mystery system is copied in the Bible, in the in Proverbs especially, and in Psalms. You know, you know, you can see how the the, the writers of these biblical uh, um, uh, um, stories and these biblical books were influenced by the writings of the ancient Cometium. So we, uh, we've always had uh, that spiritual side of ourselves. And, and so our spiritual music grew out of that. And it's, a, uh, it's an amazing and not just a coincidental thing that the spirituals use the exact same scales, the exact same intervals, the exact same techniques as jazz as blues, and lately, of, of hip-hop. All of our music, I mean, uh, 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 rap, all of our music is related. The rhythms are related. The harmonies are related. You know, uh, uh, the 
as I said earlier, the, the ethos and the very uh, aesthetics of the music is related. For instance, uh, uh, the, the whole thing about uh, call and response. Call and response is used in all our music, you know? Mm-hmm. It, was used, it was used in the African uh, music. It was used. It, was used. it, it goes all the, way, all the way back to Africa, call and response, where yeah, the leader would... Excuse me, Damu. Um, let's let's let um, let's let's let someone else um, respond to all of this you're oh, okay. you're, you're giving all us right, right now because yeah, this is a conversation. Away. Yeah, right. And we we don't we only have um uh, we have like twenty minutes, so I want to make sure that oh, okay. you all have an opportunity to respond. To so long. I, I, yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. No problem, um, brother Hanif. Mm-hmm. Do you okay. do you have anything yeah. you want to yeah. like? Yeah. You, you've heard yeah. a lot since you you, know, you gave your, your statement. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jamul uh, is uh, what we said. He's spreading the truth. That's what he's doing. And uh, you know, um, just just we we go back and musically since. Damu and I. It's about 20 years, maybe 25 years, and musically speaking. And I understand he, and as I said, he's spinning the truth. Because I know him to be Analytical this way for twenty or uh, twenty five years. Analytically, and I'm I'm really I'm really pleased that he's able to do articulate the words because he um, brother Hanif um. Brother Hanif, you're 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 not really super loud. Could you talk a little bit more into okay, your your phone? And um, okay. Okay. So you know, um, he's he is speaking the truth, and go go with his old Damu. Go with his man. Thank you. Okay, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, further reflections on on what you've heard so far, or or other things you might want to bring up, or other poems you might want to share. Yeah. Uh, kind of kind of related related to what was just uh, spoken. Uh, uh, you know, like <clears throat> what uh, was, you know, uh, the slaves are brought here, and they they had a. a Relationship with God before they before they came, they were dragged over here as slaves, you know, black people, and uh, and the music and um, last year, uh, uh, Dwight Trouble he uh, performed at uh, for the Malcolm Malcolm X Day, and they they had at the East Side Alliance, and I had a chance to you know uh, talk with him and a beautiful brother and just. And it was like, uh, I mean, just uh, I really appreciated just meeting with him and speaking with him because uh, they were they were in the back room and uh, they had this, you know, food and stuff, you know. But 
you know, desire to, I think that's about the fourth or fifth time I've heard him. And every time I hear him, it's like, it's just, man, it's like a, it's just like going to church, man. That that, that brother is so incredible, you know. He did this song. Uh, he did excuse this, me, Charles, this, uh, wait, Charles. Heard, who was, who was, excuse me, Charles, who was that that you, um, you heard at Eastside Archives, um, Malcolm? Hmm? The singer, uh, the singer, uh, uh, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight Trevor. Oh, Trevor, Dwight Trevor. Trevor, Oh, Trevor. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And because um, he, he performed, I believe he performed at the world stage, if I'm correct, you know. And anyway, uh, he does this song, and I think it's by... Uh, 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 he is the director of his world stage. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He did this song that's, I think this song was written by uh, Oscar came out back in the 70s, uh, Brother, Where Are You? Uh, I Heard You Pass This Way. He does this song, and it's almost like, you know, taking you to where, you know, the, 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 you know, the young, especially the youth, the, the, the younger generation where, you know, they're they busy, uh, you know, they, they, they got caught up in the drug culture, the rap, you know. My buddy uh, Eric Ricks, uh, Ricks uh, with the radio station, he's out of, New, out, out of Chicago, he said, you know, the one thing that derailed the black movement in this country, and it was so crazy, was Superfly. And everybody got on board with some nonsense. And and after that came the black exploitation movie, you know. And it, and, it, and it did. It really did. It derailed the whole movement, you know, because you had more people, you know, chasing the Superfly craze than you had, like, like uh, Martin Luther King pointed out. It was just a small number of people that really participated in the movement. You know, you had millions of black people in this country, but it was just a small number, really, that showed up at the protests, the sit-ins, or whatever. It wasn't that many people. So this piece here, I got this piece, and it's about, you know, it's kind of like, okay, if, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 George Floyd, everybody saw he's brutally uh, murdered by, 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 this, by this deranged cop, okay? And so this goes around the world. So people around the world are expressing their concern for black folks in this country. And black folks in this country need to express a concern for each other instead of, you know, like Chicago with 785 uh, murders, black-on-black homicides. And Oakland's got his numbers, you know. And, I mean, we got it going. And so it's like, and the Black Lives Movement is like, hey, you know, hey, wait, wait you know, we got to stop. We got we to gotta cool this down because, I've been. I went to a foreign country a couple of years ago, ninety percent black, and you only you only heard of one that there was one there was one murder, you know. And I'm going like, wow, thank goodness it's only one, you know. But here, listen to this: a beam of light equal to that broken white line in the middle of the road, which can be boring to follow in life. In life, gives. Give into the art of giving. Give into the conquest. Conquest inside. The conquest inside one spirit. Give or else. Give into dreams. Dreams that unfold deep inside one's soul. Being, being, being love. Being loved or or who or who else? 
in charity and charity of the heart. Can we we can we give can we give give or else become become disintegrate. Disintegrate give give in two. For we we are place and time we are we are we have become become the instruments the instruments of who who we are God in the presence of the all in all the almighty we being in the past and the present we are the presence of in the presence of the almighty we become what God intended for us to be or else we disintegrate. Because we become merciful. Merciful. Become the instruments of mercy gives in peace. In in the yes. form. Yes. 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 Thank you, Charles. Yeah. That was beautiful. Give or else. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> I'll perform. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, um, sort of in our concluding moments, uh, if if maybe um you all might want to reflect on on the tradition that you are a part of. You've already talked about it. Um but maybe you might want to to talk a little bit more, go a little more detail about you know sort of these um, these movements and the stakeholders and you know the few, as Charles mentioned, who were um, stepping up and you know putting putting their their livelihoods on the line because of the censorship. Um, I'm just, you know going back to. Um, uh, the Freedom Now suite, you know, it was banned. It wasn't, a, you know, radio stations couldn't play it, um, and uh, and this is this is like um, this is music, and it was so powerful. The message was so powerful that um, the nation state wouldn't let the message get out there. And it's like, wow, that is something. You think about visual art. Um, you think about other ways of of interrupting um systemic uh terror in a variety of ways and just sort of you know thinking about you know as artists and and also as black men I was thinking also about you know your body right and and you all are all older now you know you're all over 50 and and sort of the impact of racism and you know particularly structural racism and and the things that happen that people who don't don't necessarily occupy your bodies might not have experienced and um and how you keep on moving through that despite you know sort of the hits you have taken so Damu, do you wanna you wanna take it first um, and maybe yeah, you can share a poem too. Okay, well, I'll share that. Or the lyrics to one of your songs, um, like you have earlier. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, yeah, that was part of, I couldn't remember all the lyrics to uh, uh, Freedom on My Mind, but 
a song I wrote um, when I was the um, pianist and choir director for the Stones of Fire at Wose Community Church. Um, when my daughter Naima was in the uh, in the uh, youth choir, I don't know if Naima was listening, but um, I hope she is. Uh, she's such a sweetheart. And uh, I often gain so much pleasure looking back at pictures of her in the choir, uh, uh, a true devoted uh, woman of God. Uh, so, but um, I wrote a song uh, back then for for the church, and uh, it, it has since been recorded uh, with uh, Brother Hanif here and a group we formed called um, Umoja. And the name of the song is simply Blessings. And the, the song was inspired by the founder, uh, the chief founder, uh, co-founder with uh, Minister Mark Felici of uh, the Wolves Community Church, I think back in 1980. I'm not sure exactly if that's the exact year, but uh, I, I think that's close. Um but uh, I'm thinking of uh, Brother um, Reverend Bill Calhoun, who was also a member of the Black Panther Party before he became the founder of Wose Community Church. But Bill preached a sermon that day, uh, and I can remember uh, distinctly that that's when I re- um, uh, composed this song. Uh, uh, composed the words to it at least because I wrote the word the, the music to it uh, later on. But uh, the, the name of the uh, song is Blessings. It was inspired by a, a, a sermon that Brother Bill Pete preached, and uh, one of the recurring themes in that poem that day was uh, it wasn't the uh, title or theme of his. Um, Sermon, but it was one of the things he, he returned to say over and over while he preached that sermon. And it was, uh, if it's going to be, it's got to start with me. If it's going to be, it's got to start with me. And 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 I, that's just a message that I, I would like to bring uh, to this conversation and to the world, um, that we all have a personal responsibility to stand up, to stand up. Like uh, uh, brother uh, 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 who sang sang the song, uh, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. Get up, stand up, stand up for what is right. Do the right thing. But uh, I'm not. I'm gonna stop preaching because when I start preaching, then I lose track of time. Here's the point. Okay. <laughs> my my. If my children listen, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so um, the, the, the poem is Blessing, and, and, and here it is. The blessings of our fathers from the motherland shall set our people free. Praise Allah, let it be. All hail the rising sun when victory is won. For the light of truth we pray to guide and lead the way. O people of the sun, unite and be as one. Fight for righteousness and peace till death you cannot cease. To hail the rising sun when victory is won. For the light of truth we pray to guide and lead the way. 
the message from the Nile, the visions of a child, the pyramids they hold, our story yet untold. All hail the rising sun when victory is won. For the light of truth we pray to guide and lead the way. So that was the song Blessing. Um, in terms of uh, how we can uh, use our art and fight for uh, the liberation of our people, mm-hmm. that really has to be the, the whole essence of, um, am I going on too long? Wonder, should I stop? You're fine. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, uh, 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 being uh, political in our art is, uh, is something that should uh, uh, occur to black artists automatically. Uh, there was a discussion between uh, uh, James Baldwin and the Nigerian uh, writer who wrote um, uh, uh, Things Fall Apart, Chinua Shebe, in the, uh, a... a um, copy of the Black Scholar, which was uh, at that time being edited by our great brother uh, from San Francisco, uh, uh, Baba Nathan Hare, uh, uh, Professor Nathan Hare, who taught at San Francisco and who taught, uh, I'm pretty sure he taught at uh, Howard University also. Um, but um, that uh, um, that message uh, of uh, uh, coming together and 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 um, uh, you know using our art uh, uh, as uh, a vehicle of um, of freedom, we have to we have to be um, political in our art. Uh, as Baldwin and Chinuar Shabi agree, uh, uh, art by its very nature is is going to be political. It's, it's, it's got to be political, especially coming from from black people. So we have to use our art as a tool of liberation, and and we can do that. It has been it has been used that way in the past. Uh, the spirituals is a good example. Steal away, you know, using that music as coded uh, language, uh, and and also for for inspiration, down to. Uh, the the jazz that that was being recorded, the the way musicians uh, uh, name their music, um, like uh, Wayne Shorter's "Speak No Evil" uh, mm-hmm. or um, Thelonious Monk, "Well You Need." Think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you need. Well, you know who do you think he was talking to? It certainly is a a, a, a strong testimony about something that he didn't approve of. And it's very clear, and, and he made himself very clear uh, throughout his life that he was not a uh, fund of this country and the white power structure and, and, and the way uh, black people was treated in this, in, in this country. So we have to use our, our music and, and we have to use our poetry uh, uh, as a tool for the liberation of our people and, 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 and before we can get to that point, first of all, we have to have the consciousness to understand and know that uh, we are not free. As long as we can be shot down and killed, uh, you know, with no uh, repercussions, 
you know, and and, and it's, it, that that's essentially what's happening. Even, even though they filed charges against these people, uh, they still feel emboldened to just shoot our people down in the street. So the only way we're going to counter that is to be just as forceful in our art and 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 in the way we act and and in the way we 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 treat each other. Uh, we have to uh, value freedom. We have to know what freedom entails. So, you know, that's uh, that's. I, I guess I'll, uh, I'll stop right there. Yeah, Thank and you. the get up, stand up. That's Bob Marley, um, that you referenced yeah. with right. regards to that song. Yeah. Thank Someone you. mentioned. Oh, thank you, uh, Damu. That was that was really um, profound. Those those comments. Um, someone mentioned the uh, the whole idea of that policeman kneeling on 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 uh, George Floyd's neck was sort of um, sort of taking the idea of take a knee um, and and con- and sort of corrupting it because he was taking a knee on somebody's neck. I was wondering if you thought about that. Um, sort of just. <laughs> Yeah, if any any of you had had thought about that particular action. Well, I, I I certainly thought that his kneeling on George Floyd's knee was definitely um, a a huh kneeling on his yeah. neck. Yeah, he, he, that the officers uh, uh, that that you know I'm not going to call him what I was going to call him uh, Derek Chauvin. Uh, uh, kneeling on on that brother's neck was uh, uh, definitely a statement that he was making to the world. He was very much aware of that. And and he was probably even aware that at some point he might be uh, indicted, you know. And, you know, when you you think about that, uh, I I think it's it's, – more than a probability, I think it's, it probably definitely is the case that what he was doing was mocking uh, 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 Kaepernick's uh, uh, and, and black people's taking a knee. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was mocking it. That's how arrogant. That's how um, uh, aggressive. That's how uh, uh, determined and fanatical our enemy is. And 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 we have to understand that we have to understand that these people are the most uh, uh, militant, the most warlike people on the face of the earth. That's why they're yeah. the predominant uh, 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 culture right now. And and, and we right. have to incorporate Dam- that. Damu, into- Dam- Dam- let's let yeah. let's let brother brother Hani okay. and, and Charles jump in here. Okay, brother Hani, okay. um, you you've been okay. quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> It's a lot to learn because if, if you learn, um, you better off if you learn. Because I was listening to what Damu said, I was listening to what Charles said, and and Charles, he's very expressive in his language, and that's where he is. He's a poet, and. Um, I'm listening. Um, there's something that when you're talking about the policeman had his neck, had his knee on his neck, 
It's interesting that Ramu said he was marking Kaepernick. And I I didn't see it that way, but I understand what Damu is saying because he represents what the white man is about. He wants to have your knee on his neck all the time if you're a black person. So I'm... I'm and so, what 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 that you're talking about? I can't breathe. And you're talking about black my black my uh, black uh, black is appropriate. I'm really all for that because we have to stand up. As Dumbo says, stand up and fight. That's what you have to do. And and you have to, you you may have to for you you may have to forfeit your life because that's what it takes. That's what Malcolm X was saying. You have to stand up and fight. Thank you. Yeah. Um which one of you all composed Anumoja the uh the C D? Which one of you all composed our problem to solve? I did. That's what I thought. Yes. Tell us about our yes. our problem to solve, that particular uh, um work. Yeah. It's our problem to solve because that's when I composed the song I didn't think twice about it. I, I I didn't take didn't twice I didn't think twice about it because 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 that's what I I, I saw our problem to solve and until we get the solution of our problem we we're going to be lost because we are lost we we turn against each other as black people. That's why. Uh, that's why um, the brother that was a ma- he was he was black panther father of father black panther father. I'm sorry. I I have to say this. I had a stroke. In twenty thirteen, and sometimes I I I know what I have I know what I want to say, but I can't get it out verbally. So um, I just want you I just want you you and your and your audience want to know that. So um, you know. This is that's what I knew that is our problem to solve, and uh, if I, I, get, I want you to wonder, I want you to respond to that because um, 
That's what I did when I named the tune I'll publish the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I thought maybe we could, uh, it's not a super long piece, um, and you haven't said much. So <laughs> I was thinking, why don't, why don't we play it, um, Our Problem to Solve, and then and then we'll have Charles give a comment. Okay. Our problem, our problem, our problem to solve. Our problem, our problem, our problem to solve. Our problem, our problem, our problem to solve. Our problem, our problem, our problem to solve.
Ah, applause, applause. Yeah. Um, Brother Hani, uh, who who was um yeah. who was on that date? Um, like who was performing on on our problem to solve? Was that you, Damu? Damu? Uh, Damu? Yeah, that was me. Yes. yes. Okay, on piano. Damu, okay. Larry, Larry Douglas on, on trumpet. Uh huh. Uh, Bird on flute. Uh, Kamal on drums. Yeah. And Ali on base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Do you do you know their last name so people can um you know if we're interested in in their musicianship can find well, them? Well, Could you get the move to be Ali is, is on piano mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Ali Ali. That's his last name. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody and, knows Damu because he's on the air right now. I uh, met the other people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, Larry Douglas on piano. I mean, oh, excuse me, on trumpet. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Kamal on drum. Pastor Kamal Wayne. Say too? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Mali. Justin Williams okay. on bass. Mm-hmm. And were you on? Were you on um, alto or soprano? I mean, sorry. Both. Oh, oh both. Okay. Alto Yes. Yeah, because when you opened, were you on soprano when you started? Yes, I did. That was so nice. Thank you. Uh, you know. When I, when I wrote the tune, uh, is the, 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 the tune form is A A B B A, and I need I wanted to have a C part, and that was that that was the C part was. We we didn't repeat the C part in in the in the solos, so you know, it's 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 our part of the song is 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 now has this is this this solution of what we or what we have to do as black people, and I want I want to say emphasize black people. Mm-hmm. So we have to have we have to have the solution, and I I, I think we got it. There's remnants of it going on right now. Solutions. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, um, Damu, do you remember that that uh you know that particular um, session on our problem to solve and. You know other other because you have some originals on Emoja too. Um, oh, most definitely, I remember that one of my favorite tunes on that on that CD is "Our mm-hmm. Problem to Solve," and uh, yeah, and uh, uh, just uh, the the movement of the song, the message of the song. I remember all of this uh, very 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 much. So uh, probably every session that we did. Um, in the studio, 
I, I remember, I, I can recall even a, a critique we did, which musicians uh, are, are always doing. We are our own worst critics a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, saying that, oh, that, this or that performance could have been better, and other, everybody else yeah. saying, that sounded good to me. Uh, but I can remember a critique we did. Perhaps uh, Hanif will recall this. We did a cr- critique over at, uh, at Brother Larry Douglas's house one, one day yes. um, uh, of um, the, the 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 music. Uh, and, and 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 I think this may have been. Uh, I don't know if this was after or before we released the CD, but. Uh, the, this particular discussion was revolving around uh, Hanif's song, um, uh, "Our Problem to Solve," and 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 the, and the critique was uh, the solos, what what we thought about the solos, and everybody was supposed to uh, vote, I guess, on, on on yeah, this is what happened on, on which uh, solo they thought was the best. Uh, Solo on that particular piece, and yes. uh, do you recall that, Brother Hanif? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, okay, right. and, and and so and, and so uh, the reason reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, uh, Brother Bird uh, uh, voted for himself, and uh, I, I, I I'm pretty sure I voted for either Molly um, um, or, or, or Larry. All the solos were great, but I, I think Brother Molly Vincent Williams took an outstanding solo on this tune. I think his solo was by far the best solo uh, on the tune. That's the brother who was playing bass, Molly Vincent Williams. I, that, just such yeah. a, a rhythmic and ri- riveting uh, musical uh, solo. But uh, also... Uh, I see why Bird voted for himself. <laughs> In retrospect, that was such a beautiful solo that Bird took, you know. And yeah, uh, and I didn't vote for him. I'm pretty sure I voted for Larry uh, uh, or, or either brother uh, Mali. I think I voted for Mali. Uh, but uh, but uh, Bird took a really wonderful solo on that song. Uh, May he rest in peace. Beautiful solo, and I don't blame him for. Uh, voting for himself, he, he, he should have voted for himself. Was <laughs> uh, he was yeah. on the flute? Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was. Oh yeah, yes. that was really lovely. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I was. Know, I was also uh, wondering. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, brother Hanif. Yeah. Um, I I didn't hear it on on your because I didn't hear it. What Bali did on on what you what you was playing, uh, I'll to solve, uh, Wanda. So mm-hmm. I couldn't hear it, but I remember the solo as it, when I was standing there, and I and I thought it was I I was thought what Bali I mean what uh, Dabo said that he. He, he was with. He was with. He was with. And he and he was definite to a point. So, so I. I but I thought that. Uh, I listened to your solo, Dabu, and and I thought 
maybe maybe bring that up for for you uh, uh, in that in that situation because I I don't think um, you you did very 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 great solo as well. Thank you, Anif. Yeah, and I think you did vote for me when we did that that day. I think you voted. (laughs) uh, I think you did vote for me that I took the... But, you know, all of the solos were great, man. All of of the solos were great. I just thought uh, Molly's was just outstanding, you know. Okay, all right. So, you know, I I listened to the car changes, and, and that's why I wanted to vote for you because you definitely was understanding the car changes in that tune as well. And, and, Thank and, you. And the car changes they 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 they, they come twice twice the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I voted for you. Thank yeah. you. I want yeah, I want to mention um I don't know, do you remember um the year on 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 this particular CD uh, Umoja when when it came out? I I'm thinking 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. uh, after, it was after it was after Kamau and Bird passed away and they passed exactly. away on the on 2009 exactly. and that's when yes. we made a determined effort to get the CD out and dedicate it in memoriam to our brothers. Yes, okay, exactly. yeah, because that's because that's that's why Hari came out after they passed, but Emoji came out before they passed. So both of them came out after they passed. Oh no no yes. no 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 no! I was specifically oh, talking oh, about yeah. that particular tune, which was on the exactly. Kalahari. The, oh, that's the tune the that you just played was oh. on the. Yeah. yeah, that was on the Dance of the Kalahari uh, uh, oh. CD, which was released in 2011. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know that was released after. I just have homage um, on my. I have Omoja. I think I must mean Omoja the group, because um, that's what I have here. You know, in my in my studio uh, playlist. So mm-hmm. that's why I asked the question. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, I wanted oh, to mention. Wonder, um, wonder. Yes. Would yes. You play, if you have time, would you play Blessings as well? Oh, I don't have blessings. Um, I don't have blessings. Um, already, I don't have it queued up. But maybe next time I'll, I'll get it because I actually I have the CD. I just don't have it. Um, I don't have it in in my uh, where you know where I keep the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent and 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 blessings as well. Mm-hmm. What's what's her name? Yeah. Her her name was uh, at the time her name was Jamila. You wait though, but she changed her name. Uh, now she's known as Jamila Acha, and she is she's living in Los Angeles. But yeah, Jamila did such a great job on that on that tune. Uh, uh, one thing though, uh, another note about that tune about that recording of that tune, the, the recording of Blessings was very poor, and that uh, uh, some of the DJs uh, told me when, when uh, they were playing that CD. That was one of the reasons why they didn't give the CD, they give Blessings a lot of play because of the poor quality of the recording. Uh, if you listen to the CD at the beginning, it's totally distorted. The bass solo, the bass takes the solo at the beginning and it's just so distorted. So, you know, it's just not something they 
felt like they could play over the over the airways, and I understand it. Right. Exactly. Well, what I wanted to mention is that, um, and also, and then we're going to have to close up, close out this conversation. Um, that um, another, another um, two other songs that I have are are feeling my way, and uh, and I don't know who did that one, and then yesterday's lettuce, and I don't know who the author of that one is, and then brother uh, Hanif, we have another one of yours, um, homage. Oh, yesterday's lettuce is bird. Okay, and yeah. uh, and then yeah. feeling my way. That's my that's uh, my tune sung by uh, um, Willie G. Okay, yeah, that's a nice one. And then and then brother Hanif, we have homage. And I was thinking maybe we might we might close with one of those. Maybe we might close this conversation with homage. Um, and we'll, we'll come back to you, brother Hanif. So you could tell us about that. But I wanted to make sure that um, you had an opportunity. And so we're going to start with Charles. Um, to talk about Frederick Douglass because tomorrow is the 4th of July and Frederick Douglass gave this really phenomenal um, speech about about what to the American slave is the 4th of July and, and, and what he said, you know, all those years ago um, is still true. It's like over 100 years ago or at least 100 years ago. So, um, and then and then no one responded to my, my query around, you know, being a black man, you know, sort of, you know, over 50, like being in your body. And, and the whole thing around around these attacks, it has to do with the black body, right? It's our presentation. It's not just, it's not arbitrary. It's not incidental. But it has to do with our blackness and our occupying this, this form and our humanity. And so I was just wondering, you know, I, I mean, sometimes people like to talk about Sort of, you know, as as veterans <laughs> in 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 this service, you know, um, because we've been at war, you know, since before you were born. Uh, just sort of like how you how you've been able to take these hits and and still and still be present. And I think it has to do with your art. I think it has to do with having a place to to express, you know, this this anger and this pain, and this fury. So anyway, Charles, why don't you take it away? And then we'll come back around um, to the other other two um, persons here in the conversation. Charles, uh oh, oh, are you still here, Charles? Did we lose Charles? Oh no. Let me see. Uh oh. Oh, looks like Charles is gone. Darn. Okay. All right. So. Um, <laughs> Charles, I don't see Charles. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I don't see Charles. Okay, I have to call Charles. So while I'm calling Charles, which one of you two want to uh, take it? You go ahead, Good. honey. Okay, you want me to go ahead? Well, okay. Um, first, um, ab- uh, about um, my life in America as a black man. Uh, I grew up as a black man when I was 15 years old. I had to, uh, had, had the misfortune of running into a, a racist white man that day, uh, just out having a little uh, uh, fun and uh, thinking uh, I was being carefree. I was getting ready to start football or spring training and thought I would engage in a little uh, fun before 
getting down to the business of spring training and football and uh, ended up um, in a fight with this white man because he had um, uh, tried to cheat me and uh, a couple of my uh, friends uh, out of our money uh, after doing some work for him. And, of course, I let him uh, know how I felt about that. And his his response to me was, nigga, don't you know uh, 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 black people can't talk to white people like that? And I'm not going to tell you what my response to him was on the air. Uh, but, uh, you know, long story short, he came at me. I, I fought back. And uh, my friends <laughs> intervened because after all, I was 15, about 122 pounds. This guy was about 240 pounds, 35 years old, 40-year-old white man jumping on me. Anyway, he got the worst of the deal. And I ended up spending three weeks in jail, in the adult section of the jail. And every night, um, the jailers in that jail came by and told me, nigga, we're going to hang you tonight. Because don't you know? Uh, black people don't talk to white people the way you talk. Don't and definitely don't be, be jumping on the white people. We're gonna hang you, you know. And and they 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 came by my cell pretty much every night. Uh, that was maybe a few nights they didn't come by, but, but pretty much every night they came by and told me they was gonna hang me. So I fully uh, expected to get hung. Um, and uh, I was very aware of uh, Emmett Till around that time. I was aware that I was, they were still hanging people in Texas. But the good Lord uh, saw fit to raise me up out of that situation. But um, it, 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 it empowered me. What they say, uh, if something don't kill you and you get through it, it makes you stronger. That made me stronger and gave me the resolve to fight against racism for the rest of my life. And um, uh, that is still my resolve. Um, Frederick Douglass uh, wrote such a powerful uh, manifesto and, and, and a- attack against white racism uh, in his 1852 uh, July 4th address. It was so powerful that when I first read it, and printed it out, I folded it up and put it in my wallet so I could have it and pull it out from time to time to read it uh, because it, that's how much it inspired me. Um, and uh, that, that this man was so uh, front and center and, and, and willing to uh, challenge and confront the powers that be should be an inspiration to all of us uh, to always be the same. You know, our forefathers went through so much slavery. My goodness, the worst kind of brutal slavery. Um, we're still in a slavery situation, slavery of our minds mostly. Uh, but, you know, uh, we should gain inspiration from our forefathers. And, and Brother Frederick Douglass is one of those brothers. Right. Well, Charles is back, and um, 
Yeah, turn on his mic. So Charles, um, go ahead and, and and share, um, you know, some closing remarks around around the questions that I uh, and and topics uh, that I I I told you about. <laughs> those, those the comments about the the cops, and um, you know, they're they're cops, they're police, they're policemen, and then they're executioners, and basically, uh. Uh, there was a guy named Jeffries, and I met him in Seattle. And actually, he was married to a dancer named Fran Jeffries, and uh, he he was in the Bay Area, but he was on the uh, San Francisco Police Force. And he wrote an article, and uh, and this was uh, I think this was in '66 or, or, or no '67, and um, a, uh, a graphic thing on Fillmore, and this cop shot and killed. Somebody was uh, in the window, and he shot and killed this young man in the window. But Jeffries presented, uh, it was in a book called Racial Conflict in America. It was a it, the thing was published in the college. And I'm in Seattle, and I met him. I said, hey, wait a minute, man. You you, you wrote this thing into the book? He said, yeah, that's me. You know, Okay, it was kind of an investigative report. And the cop uh, was in the locker room that night. He said, uh, I'm going to get me a, a dead uh I'm gonna give me a dead nigger tonight, and so but every time I I hear these incidents, I can't help but think about what Jeffrey's Jeffrey's told us, you know, and that, that's that's what the article was about. And so remember the dude was in uh, St. Paul, and the cops said, "Well, give me your ID," and he went to go for his wallet, and the cops shot him. Talking about, oh, I thought he was going for a gun. I really, I'm on a note. I'm I'm hardline, you know. He he. he, he he wanted a dead black man, you know, before he, when he got up that morning, he wanted a dead black man. And the same thing with his joke in where we, uh, a minute after, he, 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 wanted, he wanted a dead black man, you know. I mean, I, I just don't dismiss him because anybody that can do something that brutal, you know, what was it, eight minutes or nine minutes, you know, he had his mind made up before he got out of bed that morning, you know. And, and it's kind of like uh, the brother from, uh, the brother from the Church of John Coltrane, he said, he he was speaking one time over. They had that event over there in West Oakland. It was a few years ago. He said, "I'm a black man. I, yeah, I get up. I get about. I get out of bed angry every day. You know, and you know, because you're black and you're in America, you wake up. You know, I mean, it's not a good thing. We gotta do what we can to nurse and take care of our mental health and try not to be angry. You know, but you know, stuff happens. You wake up. Oh man, I'm I'm angry. You know, you, why am I angry? Because you're black, like James Brown said, you're black living in America. But anyway, hey, I'm gonna close out. It's this poem, and this this fits because uh, you know Henry Dumas was, uh, you know, the writer, and, um, you know, Eugene Redmond was the uh, editor for the Henry Dumas collection, and Henry Dumas was shot and killed by the New York subway cop, and I think that was in 66, 1966. So it's a short piece, and, and it really tells the story, especially today. It's called America. If an eagle be imprisoned on the back of a coin, and that coin is tossed into the sky, that coin may dwindle, that coin may spindle, but that eagle will never fly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, that was that was really straight and to the point. That was beautiful. Thank you for bringing up um, Henry uh, Dumas, um, wonderful writer, but not as well known as he should be. And that's really great. The work that uh, Eugene uh, B. Redmond uh, did in um, publishing, you know, republishing a lot of his work, making it available. And I think something, one of the books that is out of print is getting ready to come back into print this year. And I had um, Eugene B. Redmond and um, Dr. Uh, Catherine uh, Waddell 
Sakara on my radio show on on Wednesday, and we're gonna we might rebroadcast a little bit of that today. So, um, brother um, Hanif, um, your closing remarks, like <laughs> on on you know on this discussion today. Yeah, you know, uh, when I first started out, I said, freedom, freedom, freedom. That's my first word because I'm, I know we have to be free to, to, to move on. You know what I'm saying? Because we, if, if we're not free, we're on a static position. <laughs> and I don't want to be there. I don't want to have to be not free. So I have to think freedom all the time. So I'm, I'm reading is the medium, is it, the saxophone. So I'm, I'm able to express, express my freedom in the saxophone is my is my medium, and um, you know, um, I had a similar experience experience with Damu had, but I was thirty five to you know maybe to thirty five to thirty thirty six. That's when I knew I was reading stuff like uh, 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 my old said to him, uh, I, I was reading stuff like The Invisible Man. Um, so I knew, I, I, had a, I knew what freedom was, I was reading what, what freedom represents. And then, and then, when I had this experience in 35 or 36, I was going into a gas station with, I had five other people in the car on my rear view mirror. I saw that the police was had their light on. So, make a long story short, they asked me to get out of the car. No, she put my hand on the on 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 the dashboard, and and they asked me to get out of the car. So when I got out of the car, they said, "I said, why do you why are you stopping me?" They said, "For busted head head uh, tail light." And then what happened was, didn't they didn't say they would have put caution on me. But he started to grab my arm and put it around my back. And out of reaction, I, I resisted that. And, and then he had, a, he had a chokehold on me. And when I walked up on the chokehold, I was, my, 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 I was down on the ground, face first, and lay on my neck with a shotgun. So that was what actually 
that's when I knew the Panthers was a great organization back then. They were feeding the home, I mean, feeding the the, the, the children. And, I mean, daily. So I knew the Panthers was a, a great organization. But that's what we, that's what made me being a race hater. So this is this is this is um, this is life. These, these are life experiences that I had of being a black man. So uh, <laughs> uh, this is black life now. Whoa. <laughs> What you said, Charles, I'm with that all the way. Back guys, Alex. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. And and Brother Hanif, um, uh, before you go, I was wondering about about the uh, the peace homage. Do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about uh, who is on the uh, the particular work and um, and and sort of uh, maybe. If you want to give a, a couple of um, a little bit about not too long, where where the piece comes from, homage because homage sounds like you're, you know, pouring libations to to ancestors when we think about homage or honoring uh, people or that that you um, that you look think highly of. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about homage before we play it at the exactly. end of our, the comments. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, this. One one of my one of my the com- the composition that I compose as homage. Uh, this I wanted to. Uh, I give I give thanks for Allah. I give and com- complete thanks. And you know, in the Quran. Nothing, nothing happens without Allah knowing. Nothing happens what Allah knows. He, 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 he is the provider and protector of all of us. So the name Hamish in that regard, because that's where. If we are alive, that's what we we. If you said in this dimension we are alive, you have to have homage. And so, give. Charles said, give. Give. Rahman. So, that's what I. That's what I'm saying about homage. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, um, anything to do with subliminal messages. But it's about homage. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, and and Damu. Um, 
final words, um, really brief? Oh, well, I would just echo what Brother um, Hanif said. The the name of my uh, my my rap jazz tune. Uh, I got freedom on my mind. I think about freedom all the time, and uh, and uh, in the words of uh, Frederick Douglass and his 1852 address on the Fourth of July. What to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer a day that reveals to him more than all of the days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Great, thank you And thank thank you so much um, You know, Charles and Brother Hanif And uh, Damu for um, for this great conversation, it was it was wonderful, and I want to let our listeners know that um, Upsurge and uh, Jazz Poetry, and they're going to be actually, um, and maybe with uh, the Oakland uh, Public Conservatory, they're actually doing um, uh, Frederick Douglass's speech um, in the past at Oakland Public Conservatory. They would have. Um, on the Friday, they would they would do something, and so they're having a program, they're having a performance. And if you go visit wandaspicks.com, you can find the information there. And uh, and then this also is the weekend for the San Francisco Mime Troupe to have their season opening, and so they're going to be re um, releasing um, the uh, recorded uh, performance of of one of their uh, their pieces. And, uh, and this particular one is has a lot of significance. I think it was um, performed live in 2015, and the name of it is not ringing my ringing the bell right at the moment. But it's it's the piece that looked at uh, a father who was a veteran um, today, and and his son um, uh, protesting against um, uh, what is it structural um, violence and racism. And and looking at you know this veteran and looking at his son and looking at the whole issue around Black Lives Matter, and uh, and and so it has a really strong prison industrial um, complex component to it. And I remember when it was going around to the parks that they actually had sales that people could could go in and see how small. Um, a physical cell is the one, you know, sort of like that Damu mentioned when he was a child and they locked him up um, and then threatened him with death. So anyway, so that's happening, and that's going to be Monday. So all of that's uh, on wandaspicks.com, so you can go um, and look look that up, look up the details, as well as other things that are happening. And, and I add um, information throughout the month. So you might want to follow wandaspicks.com so then you can be aware of what's happening. And then for those that have cars, we're having our first and third Friday, 12 to noon, procession around Lake Merritt. We start across from Our Lady of Lords Church and at 12 noon, and we drive slowly around Lake Merritt. And... Um, and so um you put on your your high, high your um your your headlights and put on your um hazard lights so that people will know that you're in a procession and have your signs on on your car and right now i'm making i'm making signs some new signs to put on my car 
So we're we're going. We're doing first and third Fridays at Lake Merritt, twelve to one, across from Our Lady of Lords Church, through November sixth, through the election. So you can join us um, uh, and and tell tell your friends because uh, it will be really good. The last time we were out was um, on on Juneteenth. So with that, we're going to uh, play uh, Brother Hanif's and um, perform by Omoja's homage.
homage uh, composed by Brother um, Muhammad Hanif um, for Umoja. And uh, we are going to close out with uh, part two of Mark Lomax's Black Lives Matter. We played a little bit of part one, America. We don't have time to play all of, uh, we don't have time to play the whole piece, whole work, but part three is Black, Beautiful, and Power, which is really beautiful. But we're going we're gonna to close with Stop Singing and Start Swinging. <laughs> all right, and tomorrow, um, Everyone is uh, called to wear black uh, uh, for this uh, 4th of July day. I feel that the ancestors have been invoked this evening, and I feel that uh, they have given me the charge, and they continue to give me the charge, to recruit for the Army of Justice. To recruit males and females and females and males that are going to take their melanin cells and lead this army that is going to end the greatest injustice that has ever been on the planet Earth. And that is the injustice of racism and the injustice of white supremacy. Whether you are whether you are a Christian or a Muslim or a nationalist, we all have the same problem. They don't hang you because you're a Baptist, they hang you hang you because you're black. They don't attack me because I'm a Muslim, they attack me because I'm black. They attack all of us for the same reason. All of us catch hell from the same enemy. We're all in the same bag, in the same boat. We suffer political oppression, economic exploitation, and social degradation. All of them from the same enemy. The government has failed us. You can't deny that. Anytime you live in the 20th century, 1964, and you walking around here singing, we shall overcome, the government has failed. This is part of what's wrong with you. You do too much singing.
The world is divided into many, many different categories, but one of the categories which interests those of us who are concerned with advancing humanity the most is that between the conscious and the unconscious. This uh, division between the conscious and the unconscious must be properly understood. The people instinctively love freedom and they will instinctively fight for freedom. But you cannot win freedom on instincts. You can only win freedom on reason. Therefore, the unconscious are those who react on instinct. The conscious are those who react on reason. The job of the conscious is to make the unconscious conscious. Let us make a simple example. I think it was in 1992, after one more brutal beatings too many, the African population in Los Angeles, California, revolted, rose up in righteous rebellion. This was instinctively revolutionary. Instinctively in the sense that it wasn't planned. Instinctive in the sense that it was this reaction to brutality. And this instinctive revolutionary act was very costly to American capitalism. It even had to bring in the American army, very costly. But since it was on instinct, it had no reason, nothing to direct it, it would spin itself out. Those who participated in it were largely unconscious. We must come to understand that the overwhelming majority of our people are unconscious. But just because they're unconscious, you shouldn't think they don't want freedom. As a matter of fact, sometimes the unconscious is quicker willing to give their lives in struggle than the conscious. These are simple facts. Would you imagine what it would be like when we are conscious rebellions, when we consciously organize to rebel in Los Angeles with reason? I mean making supply lines, making sure armaments are there, having hospital aids, having fire brigades, just like they do even in Ireland, nothing big, just a little planning. The only, underline the word only, the only route to consciousness is through struggle. Right. 